Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every day. Alongside our Wednesday co-host, Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes, I'm Nate Dickinson. Our show today is brought to you by the Locked On Live NBA Draft Show. NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft that starts up tomorrow. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA Draft on YouTube today and watch our live coverage again tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I mentioned Andrew Wade's with us here on the show. We'll get to Andrew in a moment, but we do have our first guest here since I've taken over outside of just our everyday co-hosts, Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12. We're going to keep it in the network here as we start to branch out a little, little bit. But Josh, we've got plenty to talk about with what's going on between our two conferences here today, and we'll get into it. But first, how are you doing here on a Wednesday? I wish you could say I was doing uh, well. The, the conference isn't doing well. Um, you know, I was hoping for a normal talking season, right? List season, media days, the whole nine yards, but no, a uh, little bit more than we bargained for here. Yeah, yeah. When you had uh, reached out to do this collaboration show, not a whole lot of what had happened had happened up to get to this point. So we have plenty to talk about now, but I want to introduce Andrew Wade, too, as we get in both of your guys' thoughts. Andrew, thanks for coming in here on a Wednesday. As a Big Ten mind gets in here, we talked to Kevin McGuire about this stuff yesterday, but... Just to get another perspective, what are your first thoughts here on just everything we've seen with what's going on with what is right now still staying outside of our conference here in the Big Ten? I feel like the Big Ten is uniquely positioned to take advantage of this situation and be arguably the second most powerful football conference and quite possibly the most powerful conference um, overall if you look at all the other sports. So um, one one conference is... Uh, struggles another conference's strengths and i don't necessarily think that means that the big 10 needs to take a team from the big 12 i know there's been a lot of rumors um but i think it's an opportunity for the big 10 if kevin warren is smart which i don't really think he could be because he's been pretty terrible uh to this point he should be really proactive about trying to make sure the big 10 is on top of this and taking advantage of this and um, you know, no offense to some of the teams, but there, there's going to be some Big 12 teams hurting, and it's not the Big Ten's uh, job to make them feel better or give them a home. Yeah, well, we'll get to your thoughts on that because I do want to pick your brain a little bit more on what the Big Ten might or might not have to do or will do as far as what all this will mean going forward. But again, we talked to Kevin McGuire a bit about that yesterday. So I want to turn back to Josh here. Again, from the Big 12 side of things, Josh, just what did you think was like the biggest kind of takeaway for you as to why all of this broke down and to what it means going forward? We're going to break it down in a minute, but just kind of like the biggest thing for you as we get into our show today. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no reason anymore to hide what, what we're all about here in college athletics. Uh, we're about money. It's not about the players, not even about the coaches, to be honest, but it's about maximizing the amount of money you can make off of the backs of unpaid labor. That is what this is. Um, and I think the playoff and NIL together 
kind of paved the runway for Oklahoma and Texas. And they started working on this before this happened, mind you. But those two things accelerated that. The second biggest thing to me is the fact that nobody nobody knew. I mean, people had heard whisperings, obviously, but Bob Bowlesby looks like the biggest idiot in the world because the week previous at Big 12 Media Days, he said, oh, you know, there's no need for expansion. We feel great about our conference's position. And the next week, the Oklahoma and Texas are given them the back door. So, that I mean, the the swiftness is, I think, one thing that caught all of us people, especially who cover this stuff, by surprise. But I think the shamelessness of chasing money now, it's it's not really shameless anymore, is it? It's just kind of accepted. You mentioned something before we get into our first break here I want to go at. When do you think this started, Josh? You mentioned this had been going on before the NIL stuff, but I said yesterday, uh, I thought that that NIL, happen- NIL thing happening and this happening certainly were not two entirely independent things from one another. But when do you think all of this got started up? How long have these whisperings been seriously been going on? Well, the whisperings that we've heard publicly, have, I mean, you always hear stuff kind of, but the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, right? Texas and uh, kind of Texas has been the one that's always been thought about making that move, right? Or at least talked about making that move. I think it's been six months. As, that's kind of what's been reported. And I think that the sense the landscape was was changing was there and, and, and the opportunity to make more money was there. Uh, and I think Oklahoma and Texas got together and, and jumped on it. They might be rivals in the field, but – they are the two biggest brands, obviously, in the Big 12 Conference, and a lot can be gained from adding those two entities. And, uh, you know, I think they probably collectively, back channel, went back to Greg Sankey and said, hey, is this something you're interested in? We can pull this off probably pretty quickly. And I think it all took off from there. Despite the fact Greg Sankey said, oh, we had no idea this was coming, but we'd be glad to have you all. We all know that's not true. I think this has been the work for probably, probably half a year. I got a question. How much do you think – this has to do with the fact that Oklahoma has been kind of screwed and in getting into the college ball playoff. Now, I know it's expanding, but in the last couple of years, Oklahoma getting into the college ball playoff is always a question. Is it them or is it the second or third SEC team? Um, right. And it's due to, the, to my opinion, the lack of strength across the conference and the lack of public notoriety. So what are your thoughts on that being part of the, the issue? Well, you could make the argument that it might be better off for them to stay in the Big 12 if they want to make the playoff year in and year out because they've won the conference six straight years. But I, I think it's almost like you could make the argument that they're the playoffs Gonzaga because they play bad competition in conference. And you could argue that once they take that step up, well, are they really prepared for it, right? Is playing Kansas State and Texas and Oklahoma State going to prepare you in the same way? The other side of that is, though, is that there are 64 teams in the NCAA tournament. Like you take a couple losses along the way in college football, they could be learning experiences, but they could also knock you out of the playoff. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Now, I will say this. As a program, I view them on the standing of a Georgia. I mean, in in terms of the way they recruit, the way they're coached, the way they perform, they're up there with with the Georgias of the world. So their transition for me is going to be a bit easier than than Texas is competitively at least. Texas is in for a world of hurt, man. Oh, there, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you make that move. I, I, I mean, I get, I get why Oklahoma right. wants Texas to come over. I think from right. a money perspective, I understand that. But if Texas is expecting to be Texas and be back, they are screwed for a long time. Yeah, yeah. There's. I mean, the, I mean, you would have argued that the best way for them to do that was to get Oklahoma out of the conference, and now they're 
<laughs> I don't know where they're out of right. it with them. But there's all sorts of things to talk about. Obviously, we've gotten into a little bit with all of it, the financial side of things. Obviously, what will happen on the field, something we didn't even touch all that much on with Kevin Maguire yesterday on the show. Forgot this is actually sports we're talking about. We'll get into all of it a little bit more here on Locked On Big Ten. Andrew Wade with Locked On Hawkeyes with us every Wednesday. Josh Neighbors with Locked On Big 12 here to break down everything that's happening right now on the program back in just a moment. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline.ag is the place to go for any of your online sportsbook needs. The baseball season is back underway. The NBA Finals are wrapping up. And of course, I know you're already looking at some of those football futures for the fall as well. Whatever your need may be, as far as sports betting goes, BetOnline.ag can help you make your money. Head on over to BetOnline.ag right now for all the best lines, all the news you need to make sure you're up to date before you put those bets in, and we'll get you some free money to start out with, too. If you go to BetOnline.ag right now and use our promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on top of whatever you put into your account that first time you put money in. Just add it on for free. Thanks to the people over at BetOnline. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back into Locked On Big Ten alongside Andrew Wade, our Wednesday co-host here on the show. I'm Nate Dickinson, joined by Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12 to talk about everything going on in college sports right now. Football driving conferences apart from one another. And Andrew is the host of Locked On Big 12. We got to ask, with Oklahoma and Texas now gone, how fast does all this happen? How much longer are you going to have a show here? Well, it's a great question, right? I mean, you have to you have to think. You know, they said that Oklahoma and Texas are going to honor their contracts right through 2025, but you don't break up with a girl and then, you know, stay in her, you stay in the apartment with her until three cents, right? It's normally not how it works. So I, I, I'd, I'd assume that they're going to find a way to negotiate and out before 2025. Um, that's, that's what I would assume would happen. And that accelerates this entire process. Like, you know, those eight teams are making calls, trying to figure out what's going to happen because they're not getting the, I mean, they're not going to, get the money they were getting beforehand, um, especially with Oklahoma and Texas gone. So this process has been accelerated. I'd be surprised if we see them. It wouldn't shock me if they play in the Big 12 next year. In two years, I'd be totally shocked. I mean, I, I, I right now it feels like they might end up in the SEC next year with how fast everything's going. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not. Uh, but in two years, I'd be totally shocked if they're not SEC if they're in, in 2023, 2024 season. Well, we'll have to talk to someone who knows a little bit more about how all that works as far as the media goes. But this is a money thing. I mean, we've talked about how the money is what's started or at least pushed into motion some of these things. So as far as those media rights go, who ends up paying for that kind of stuff, I guess, is the question. And I don't, I guess, expect either of you to have the answer but i'm just kind of going through my head as you talk about i it, think like, the conference could help them out though i yeah, think that's there's what i'm a saying to, does the yeah the, you, maybe the teams could negotiate together and say hey look maybe we front them more the more of the money and the in the new contract to help them pay off the cost to the to the big 12 right to the media partners so they could basically and here's the thing whatever that number is they're gonna make it up i mean at, at joining the southeastern conference is gonna help them make up that money eventually so I don't think – while the dollar figures are pretty big, I mean, it's in the tens of millions of dollars, maybe hundreds when it's all said and done what they know, um, they're going to make that up in the aggregate pretty easily, might I add. So I think that part is just a matter of sitting down at the table and getting that hammered out and getting that done. 
uh, because I don't see them sitting in, in, in the conference until 2025. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, then I got to turn to Andrew Wade and ask for all these other schools. What schools are you willing to buy out to join the Big Ten if you're a conference <laughs> or a school right here right now? I mean, what are you trying to take on if other schools are trying to make their way out of here before that ends up happening in 2025 when the contract runs out? I'm not willing to buy out any of the schools exactly. in the Big Ten. I think Oklahoma State was the only school that I felt like raised the bar for the Big Ten from an act, from an athletic standpoint. I thought wrestling would be amazing. Uh, not that people are sitting here thinking about wrestling, but holy hell, Big Ten wrestling would just be phenomenal, even more phenomenal than it already is with Oklahoma State being a part of that picture. Football, basketball, typically a top 25 team. Academically, they aren't going to be it. So it's not Oklahoma State. You look at Iowa State, Kansas – uh, I've talked a lot about it. I'd be okay with them being in the conference if if that's the choice that Kevin Warren, Kevin Warren wants to go. All right, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's going to make the conference any better. But I'm not paying money to get them in my conference. I could care less about paying money to get Kansas's crap football team in the Big Ten. Yeah, but you're getting a basketball program, is what I. I, mean, I you're getting I know. because here's the thing: is if you and no offense, to the team is the Big Ten, but if you put Kansas in there, that is that's. Kansas is one of like three most storied basketball programs, you know, yeah. in the entire entire country. So that's really what you're getting with that. I also think that from a like the academic part of it, I don't think really matters at this point anymore. They're gonna they're gonna keep posturing like it does. I know the Big Ten's got a great reputation academically, but you know, schools like um, Rutgers and Maryland don't boost the academic profile of a conference like the Big Ten, which I'm fine with. I think it's totally fine. I think the idea that we hide behind academics is ridiculous. So I think they should be more open. I'd love to see Iowa State so they can make the Iowa State-Iowa thing an in-conference deal, uh, which, I, I mean, they play already, so maybe not. But, like, Iowa State needs to go somewhere, and they've got a solid basketball program as well. Oklahoma State's the big one, I think. And then the problem is TCU and Baylor have religious affiliations that I think have scared away some of the big, some of the bigger conferences, despite the fact that those are pretty big money. Those are pretty big money schools uh, with pretty deep pockets. So yeah. – I, I, you know, it's Kansas is the one I look at immediately because that basketball program is worth a lot of money. So I think that's the one I'd go to first. But I mean, it's true. Yeah. Um, and the Big Ten already has the biggest television contract. It's going to be second. I, I believe the the money they make from the, their contract is more than the SEC does, but it's going to be second when the next deal comes along for the SEC. So maybe they're not necessarily postured there, but I think for the Big Ten, it's making sure that everything's tight because you don't want a situation where Ohio state maybe gets some ideas, right. Or Michigan gets some ideas. If I'm Kevin Warren, I'm saying, Hey, hold up. Let's make sure everybody here is good first before we think about expanding. I, I do want to say one thing. I think academically, I don't think big, the big 10 is hiding behind the academics as a reason to bring teams in, but they do require that you are AAU certified right. to be a team in the big 10. So I think, um, yes, to me uh, on the outskirts, Rutgers, Maryland, don't bring anything academically. I'm not saying they don't. I'm, they definitely bring some stuff, right? But like the Michigan me, one, yeah, yeah, Michigan. exactly. But or Northwestern for that example. Right. Um, right. But they are AAU accredited. So in that regards, you just have to basically eliminate Oklahoma State. And there's several again reports coming out. Half them are fake. Half them are embedded in 10% knowledge. Then you got Sir Dumbo out there talking about stupid crap as well. But I think AAU certification is very important. I agree. Um, I've talked about this on my show. The Big Ten cannot really compete with the SEC from a football perspective. So you need to be a premier conference in other ways. Basketball-wise, if you bring Kansas in, that would be a huge benefactor to the Big Ten. 
I don't think though a lot of schools are going to be positioning to try to get Kansas. That's my only thought there. I, I could be wrong, just kind of speculation there. Iowa State, I would be okay with Iowa State. It would actually take away a non-conference game, as you said, for Iowa, which would allow Iowa to play a different non-conference game. The other part of me, the more manipulative part uh, that I've been kind of seeing, you know, bounce around Twitter and stuff is who wants Iowa State, right? They do have a good football program. They have a relatively solid basketball program. Although if you look at the historical nature of it, it's actually not as good as you would expect, although it's solid. Um, do you trust that Iowa State is making that rise to be a traditional powerhouse in college football? Do you trust that? Do you trust Matt Campbell staying? I don't know if you can trust that. And if you have the opportunity to maybe say, we could get Iowa State or we could get Stanford, USC, Oregon, UCLA. Why are you taking Iowa State? Can they post those schools? Go ahead. ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's another question is how far along the road is that and what ends up happening if that ends up being something the case. But I want to ask again about the basketball program. It's something that you've sold a lot, Josh, this Kansas basketball thing. But I have to be wondering if I'm at the top of a Power 5 conference, how valuable is it to add basketball schools? Because the ACC did it with the Big East and... Right now, if I'm looking at that conference, I'm thinking it's a few couple of subpar Clemson years away from being in worse worse off shape than the Big 12 was when this all started happening with it. So if football is what moves conferences, I understand adding Kansas, but in the Big 10, I'm thinking like if we had a certain amount of these only basketball schools, eventually we become a basketball conference and a basketball conference does not survive. Well, I think... So a couple of things there. Number one, West Virginia could be an option too. I think geographically it makes sense, both strong basketball and football programs. Um, and they're actually uh, – moving to the Big Ten doesn't really affect how they recruit. They've been in several different conferences, and they recruit Florida, <laughs> and they recruit you know the East Coast very well. It's kind of actually how they operate. So I think they're one of those that's actually pretty valuable just because geographically and also both those programs are, are really popular. Um I, the the basketball part of it's interesting. The football part of it, here's the thing for the Big Ten, is that the problem that they have is that the only school that plays plays in a way that's going to make them a national championship contender is Ohio State, right? The speed, like if you want to talk about football, the speed difference when you watch an Ohio State game, when you watch them play against Minnesota, and you watch them play against Indiana, and you watch them play against Michigan and Wisconsin, the big difference, and I think Penn State's kind of the next tier there, but not quite those those schools play separately they look they're playing kind of different styles almost and that's the thing with the big 10 is they're not going to catch the sec in terms of football it's just not going to happen uh so you know i'm not sure it strengthens their position as a a football conference uh like compared to the sec because i I don't think that's how they should look at it i think it's overall branding is how they should look at it uh and just trying to you know be as best as a whole conference as they can because you ain't catching the sec in football I don't think I anyone would, should go ahead. I wouldn't mind West Virginia. I just it, AAU certification, man. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't. Why does, fit. It, matter, though? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? I don't know. Why, it, I don't personally give two craps. Can, about can somebody it. explain to me what, what this matters with when we're talking about making money in college football, what the, like, once again, what was the, what is the point of this exercise? I mean, it's, it's, you know, AAU certification, it, it is, it's whatever at this point. I, I, I think we're going to see that. In, like, I understand they have that standard now, but I wouldn't be surprised if that goes away because, you know, we can't, you can't let that be the reason why you don't add more schools to make more money. 
I would agree with you, but look what they did with Rutgers and Maryland. What does like I know they like give us a little bit more of that East Coast presence from a market share perspective, but do they? And they're also they are a like it is a it is a I I don't agree necessarily, but the Big Ten likes to pretend like they are a prestigious academic conference. They are they are a good academic conference. Yeah, okay. They are probably the best Power Five. Yeah. Maybe Pac twelve could be in there potentially. But you have some of the Arizona school. Anyways, um, I, it is it is important for them. And I, I I don't make the rules. I just know Kevin Warren doesn't break the rules, and that also scares the hell out of me when it comes to actually making this conference better. Because Kevin Warren is usually either late to the game or too early and sitting by himself with the wrong plan. So that's right. going to be really great as we watch this unfold. <laughs> I, I wanted to add there, I don't think anyone's trying to catch the SEC right now. I think everyone's trying to stay alive. I, and that's what I'm saying with the Big Ten is that if you add enough of those Rutgers, Maryland kind of football programs in there, eventually uh, the value of that Ohio State team starts to go down a little bit because the strength of schedule has to start to go down a little bit too. And I do would challenge you a little bit as to like, obviously Ohio State's the only caliber team there, but the conference still has that prestige of if anyone were to beat Ohio State and do well enough everyone else, everywhere else, like, it's not like the Pac-12 where they're just trying their best to get someone in the conversation. The Big Ten, I think, is sending someone to that playoff as long as it's one loss or less, no matter who it is. Yeah, Unless, I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I just think I think that the Big Ten, it's just my opinion that the Big Ten does sometimes get a little overvalued in basketball and football. And, you know, Ohio State, like, they are the king. And Penn State nips at their heels a little bit. But – when Ohio State loses games, it's usually them like it's them tripping up against Virginia Tech or against Purdue, right? You know, almost losing to to Northwestern because they you know they weren't you know or losing. getting smashed by Iowa uh, or smashed by smashed by <laughs> Iowa, right? And so you know it's it's never it's it's in recent memory it's not been uh, the best taking down the best. You're not seeing the sea changes. You know, you know, you're not seeing uh, Michigan never clips them, right? Uh, I can't think last time Wisconsin got Ohio State. Um, you know, so that's what I'm saying is, it's more of like, they are the big 10 in football is wherever Ohio state takes them in terms of like the the pinnacle of pinnacle and that's national championship recognition. It's national championship program. It definitely is. But I I think down the line is where I, you know, I'd question the, you know, the, the, the real strength, I guess you could say. All right. Well, it'll end up turning out however it turns out and we're not going to have any sort of say in it, of course, but we're going to keep talking about it. And we'll have more to discuss here as we wrap up the show in just a minute alongside our Wednesday co-host, Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes. We're with Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12. I'm Nate Dickinson. Locked On Big 10 comes back in just a minute. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big 10, here to tell you a little bit more about Built Bar, helping you get the show here today. Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. They have more than 15 grams of protein per bar with less than 5 net grams of carbs and 5 grams of sugars as well. It's all the healthy stuff you want without any of that unwanted filler, but great flavor too. Built Bar has 100% chocolate in every single bar, and these things taste outstanding. People are loving the new grasshopper flavor. It's supposed to be a little bit of a play on the mint brownie Girl Scout cookies that people like so much. So you can go and try that or any other flavor out right now at BuiltBar.com and save some money by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you know these guys are legit. That's Built Bar helping you get the show here today. And we thank you, Built Bar. 
Back in on Locked On Big Ten alongside Andrew Wade, our Wednesday co-host, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're joined by Josh Neighbors over at Locked On Big 12 here on the show today. And we're talking about, well, everything that everyone's talking about in college sports right now. Where will everyone be as far as conferences go in two years, three years in the future, whatever is going to happen. And we'll talk first about this Big 12 thing, of course, with Josh and what it means for the Big Ten. As we end the show here, I just wanted to ask both Josh and Andrew to get from both sides, on the Big 12 side and the Big Ten side, what makes the most sense for the Big Ten to bring in? And for these schools looking for new destinations, which one of them would say, yes, the Big Ten is the right spot for us to end up at? I'll start with you, Andrew, since this is locked on Big Ten. What are your top schools as far as where you think could benefit the Big Ten most, since that's kind of what you've been talking about most here today, is like, what can you do for us? And also, just talk about who'd be fun to watch, too. Because like Kansas basketball, we can talk about whether or not it helps or not, but it'd be fun to have them on that conference schedule. Yeah, I mean, if you take away a certification, I would love Oklahoma State in about 10 seconds. I think that is the one school I would pay for I would help get into our conference. They bring so much, I feel like, from a sports perspective. Oklahoma State would be huge. Second would be Kansas because they have that basketball pedigree, as Josh was you know, alluding to. And I've talked about it on my show as well. Um, I don't think we can compete with the SEC. We're not competing with the SEC in football. Let's try to be the second best football conference, which we do a pretty good job of, and let's be the premier basketball conference and then crushing everything else, wrestling, women's basketball, everything else. Let's just be the best. So to me, those are the top two. Um, and I, I guess – Honestly, a third is just whoever you really feel like. Geographically, um, and from an Iowa perspective, Iowa State somewhat makes sense. But I'm kind of the point now where let's try to let Iowa State die. Like let's try to like <laughs> screw over Iowa State as much as we can, and let's let's just let them just fall to the wayside. I don't I don't know what conference is coming calling to say I want Iowa State. So let them drop into a crappier conference if that's possible, and it helps Iowa out a lot. So that's my thoughts. Hot take at the end there from Andrew Wade to finish it off. Let's go over to Josh now. Over on the Big 12, we got to talk about as far as Big 10 bringing schools in, I guess we've kind of discussed, like, it seems like we're the big mother kind of bringing in the orphans who are being kicked out of the conference. But on the Big 12 side, these schools have well, options. You really, I mean, you're really hammering that. I mean, yes, the, Big 12, the, the Big 12 really I'm, could. Well, the, really, the Big 12, yeah, I'm, but, yeah, but I mean, the conference is, it's not like these teams are, I mean, look, let's be honest, the, less, the best basketball conference in the country last year was the, was the, the Big 12. And well, the that's Big what 12 I was, was trying to get to, is you guys have yeah, options here. Yeah, it's the best basketball conference in the country last year is the Big 12. So, I would say that this – I would say West Virginia, I'd love to see them in the Big Ten, and then Oklahoma State because West Virginia's football and basketball are great. And then for Oklahoma State, like you mentioned, the wrestling, basketball, football, the baseball, the softball, they bring all of those sports uh, in spades. They're, they're very good programs in all of those. Um, I don't know if the, Big, if the Big 12 does stay together. I'd like to add this caveat. The, way, uh, the best way to make a good conference for the Big 12, if they want to stay together, would be to add BYU, to add Boise, to add Cincinnati, Memphis, SMU, or in Houston. So pick four of those six I just listed and try to add them to the Big 12 Conference. I think that conference still holds up um, reasonably, I think, if you bring in four of those six entities I just listed. Yeah, well, that, Who becomes the premier? Would it be Iowa State? Would it be kind of like the powerhouse team there for football? I mean, uh, yeah, Iowa, Iowa State, as long as Matt Campbell there, Oklahoma State would have a chance. Boise, I mean, Cincinnati, if they came, you, you could argue for them too. But that's the thing about the Big 12 is that besides Oklahoma, the kind of almost the cool thing is they do go in cycles, right? Baylor's been the championship game. Texas, Iowa State, uh, Kansas State, TCUs, 
all those schools have had runs towards the top. So, you know, they've had a good, they've had a nice cycling, um, but losing Oklahoma and Texas obviously is like a kill shot. So they've got a chance to maybe put it together, but I doubt they will. If it's not the SEC for these other schools, Josh, is there any other destination that a school would say they'd want to be at more than the Big Ten? It seems like it would be SEC if you can get in and then Big Ten if you can get in and then anywhere else just with the situations that are going on right now. I think it depends on geographic loca- location. Yeah, it depends yeah, yeah. on a few factors. But so, like for West Virginia, I would say the ACC would be good because it would re- it would be better because it renews their rivalries with Virginia Tech, Miami, Pitt, and Louisville. So having those, and, and also they're already they're already playing Maryland in a series, but that would make it regu- more regular. So I think for them that makes more sense. Um, Oklahoma State in the Pac-12 is really interesting because they have a chance to be one of the best football programs. Their baseball program would fit right in. Uh, Their basketball is good enough to be middling tier. And last year, the basketball team would have been one of the best in the Pac-12. So I think that move makes some sense too. But for everybody else, for the most part, I think the Big Ten would – they'd love to be in the Big Ten. They they would really love it. I think Oklahoma State would too. But I just think – I'm thinking in terms of natural fit, Oklahoma State, the Pac-12 – with competition wise, I think that that one works too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, some good takeaways here from everybody here. Andrew Wade with Locked On Hawkeyes on some more of the Big Ten side. Josh Neighbors is the host of Locked On Big 12. You can hear from him every single day over on that pod. Andrew's on Locked On Hawkeyes. Guys, before we let you go, Josh, anything else here, real quick to touch on before we leave you? And then, of course, where can people get to you aside from what I've already let them know about? Well, for however long it lasts, you can find me at LO Big 12. You can find me personally at Josh Neighbors underscore the guys. This week, I also did locked on Nationals as well at LO underscore Nationals. The Nationals are blowing up. Steven Strasburg is getting surgery. Trey Turner got COVID. Max Scherzer is getting traded. The team's collapsing right now as the Big 12 is collapsing. You think weeks in July, you might be good to go. This is the busiest week I've ever had in my entire life. So a lot going on. You can find me about those places, guys. I enjoy talking to you. Of course, love having you here, Josh. And Andrew, of course, as always, before we let you go, where can people see and hear and read your stuff? Yeah, I mean, Locked on Hawkeyes daily. Uh, you can find me at Wade underscore Andrew or Locked on Iowa. Josh, we've been uh, going back and forth. I thought it has been a good debate. I wanted to offer you a peace offering. I actually have a <laughs> Bryce Harper. That is uh, Bryce, yeah. Yeah, well, I just I love Bryce Harper. He's kind of a douche, but I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought there's a little peace offering for you and the Nationals, man. So go Nats. Yeah, let's see if they can turn it around. <laughs> as always, you can follow the show here wherever you're listening to your podcasts, as well as all of the Locked On podcasts here on Locked On Big Ten. Our Twitter account is at Locked On Big Ten. That's Locked On Big One Zero. I'm at Nate with Sports here on Twitter. If you want to see that bobblehead the next time Andrew brings it out, or anything else that we're doing here, we are recording and putting stuff on YouTube too. It's Locked On Big Ten on the YouTube channel and at WKYC.com. And we thank the people over at WKYC in Cleveland for partnering up with us. Guys, until next time, it's been a blast having you guys on here to talk the back and forth of all this stuff going on. We're going to have to get you back on here, Josh, at some point soon. Maybe as we get our college preview get going, maybe put together a big national show with all the conference guys. But until then, or maybe even sooner, we'll talk to you and of course hear from you online very very soon thanks for coming on everyone and thanks for listening in all of you at home we'll be back tomorrow with more here on locked on big Ten.